How many of you have ever been frustrated with God's delays? Well, I got a big on that one. How many of you wish that patience was a gift sown instead of a fruit grown? Amen? Yeah? Um, But really and truly, how many of you have ever been perplexed by God's delays? right? How many of you are praying through something right now and it seems like God is taking his time? (laughs) Amen? Well, I got the right congregation in front of me today because I'm going to talk to you about when God delays. When God delays. And I got to go to a story, John 11, very familiar story to you. I'm reading it out of the Living Bible, so it's more like a, uh, just a narrative, but um, it it puts it really well. And so I'm going to start at verse 1. And here's what it says in John 11, verse 1. Do you remember Mary who poured the costly perfume on Jesus' feet and wiped them with her hair? Well, her brother Lazarus, who lived in Bethany with Mary and her sister Martha, was sick. So the two sisters sent a message to Jesus telling him, Sir, your good friend is very, very sick. But when Jesus heard about it, he said... The purpose of his illness is not death, but for the glory of God. I, the Son of God, will receive glory from this situation. I want everybody to say, Jesus, the Son of God, will receive glory from my situation. All right. Although Jesus was very fond of Martha, this is verse 5, Mary and Lazarus, he stayed where he was for the next two days. And made no move to go to them. Divine delay. Finally, after the two days, he said to his disciples, let's go to Judea. Now, jumping down to verse 11, then he said, our friend Lazarus has gone to sleep. But now I will go and waken him. The disciples, thinking Jesus meant Lazarus was having a good night's rest, said, that means he's getting better. But Jesus meant that Lazarus had died, so he just told them straight up. Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I am glad I wasn't there. For this will give you another opportunity to believe in me. Listen to the purpose in divine delay. This will give you another opportunity to believe in me. Let's go to him. Father, thank you for your word. Now, Lord, many of us are believing God in the midst of divine delay. Uh, Lord, I pray that the word today will lift up our heads, will strengthen our spirit, will help us to not faint or give up or walk away in the midst of the waiting, but to do what the verse said experience another opportunity to believe in you. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, hang on, God's coming. Hang on, God's coming. Now, the story, you know the story, John 11, it's the story of uh, Lazarus' resurrection from the dead. That's the primary purpose of the story, to show us that Jesus was the resurrection and the life. 
And he could do way more than healing somebody. He could literally raise somebody from the dead, letting us know that the day is coming when all Christians who have died are going to be raised from the what? Raised from the dead. So that's what, that's the primary purpose of this story. But there's lots of other <clears throat> messages in the story, secondary messages. And I believe one of the main messages next to the resurrection in this story is the message of how to handle divine delay. Because this is a story where in the beginning of it, Jesus delays when you don't think he will. You, you don't think he's going to delay. You can't believe he has delayed. Because he's told that his friend, Lazarus, is not just a little bit under the weather, but very, very sick. And so in the midst of that sickness, Jesus doesn't do anything. He, he sits there on purpose. He intentionally delays. All right? So remember, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The way he did things when he was here, you read the red, read the red part of your Bible, read the red ink, and, and study how Jesus did things. Because here we see that on purpose he delayed. When all the peer pressure and all of the context of what was going on really required him to run right straight to the scene and heal Lazarus, he delayed. Nobody understood it, but he delayed. He wasn't popular over it, but he delayed. All right? Now, keep that thought. And it's no surprise to you that we're living in a society that doesn't have hardly any patience for delay. We're living in an instant society. Everything is instant. You get everything instant. Uh, instant microwave meals, right? I use the microwave all the time. I'm so thankful. I don't have to stick something in the oven. I can just microwave it and get it done way, way quicker. All right? We, instant movies on Netflix. Instant information on the internet. Instant contact with somebody, even on the other side of the world. It doesn't matter. They can be in Timbuktu, but you can contact them instantly online. Uh, instant email, right? Instant email. Instant coffee through Keurig, which I believe is from God. I use it all the time. <laughs> Used it today. And I'm so glad I don't have to go through the whole thing of putting a filter in and pouring in the coffee grinds. And, and I know some of you are purists and you don't think I should use Keurig. But let me tell you something. I love that instant. Give it to me when I want it, how I want it right now. Come on. Now, now, now <clears throat> because instant everything is really <clears throat> what technology has given to us. We become a very impatient people in America, very impatient, and it's pouring over into the church. Because, listen, <clears throat> look at road rage. You read about a road rage almost every other day. Somebody goes insane because somebody cut in front of them, or they had to wait a while in traffic. We, why should I have to wait? And we wish that our car had helicopter uh, blades, and we could just push a button and fly above the traffic and go home. Why do I have to wait? I have fantasized about that before. It won't be long before they do come out with a car that can fly, and then you're going to have a whole other traffic jam in the sky. But see, here's the problem with delay and impatience with it. We serve a God who sometimes intentionally delays things. 
That's the problem. Because I, I've learned that, that when it comes to my timing and God's timing, they're almost never the same. And God does not do instant much of anything. He marinades. He doesn't do instant much of anything. When he's working on you and me, he takes his time. He takes a lifetime. Now, I want to give you quickly three reasons for divine delay, and I'm going to focus on the third one. But the first two, just so you can, I can get it out of the way and we can understand, there are other reasons for divine delay or for delay other than God is doing it. The first one is, we all know, divine delay can indicate spiritual warfare. As Paul said, two different times the churches he had tried to visit, he said, we wanted to come to you. Our desire was to get to you and to gift you and bless you and help you and strengthen you. Certainly I, Paul, did again and again. But Satan blocked our way. That's delay. But it's not God's delay. It was delay for spiritual warfare. We all know the story of Daniel. When Daniel was seeking God for a revelation for his people Israel who were just about to come out of captivity and he needed a word from God and he starts praying and fasting and there was, there was delay. And finally Gabriel the archangel broke through. After 21 days of nonstop prayer and fasting, Gabriel broke through and told him from the very first day that you started praying, I was released with the answer, but I was stopped in the second heaven by a demonic spirit that I warred with until Michael had to come and help me to get to you with the message. So all the while Daniel's praying, there is a spiritual battle going on that he can't see or know about. But he stayed with it and he didn't quit. His delay was due to spiritual warfare. There's a second cause of delay, and that's unconfessed sin. The Bible says, if I had not confessed the sin in my heart, listen carefully, church, if I had not confessed the sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. So sin, as I shared last week, puts a wall between us and God. It breaks fellowship with us and God. And that's why I think never give a sin very long at all in your life. Confess it quick. Get it out of the way. Don't give sin a long shelf life at all. It'll rot on you. It'll only get worse. Confess it. Get it to God. And if you've got to confess it 30 times in a day, confess it 30 times in a day and get it out of the way. So there's no break in the fellowship with you and God. Amen? But the third cause of delay is the one I want to focus on today, and that is the delays intentionally caused by God. And in those delays, those times of delay, we learn to trust him even when his timing does not make sense. Oh yeah, his timing for me so many times doesn't make sense. How many times have I looked up to God and said, okay, anytime now, whenever you're ready, I'm ready. You who? Me. Down here. I'm ready. Are you ready, Lord? And you know, it occurred to me one time that we say, oh, I'm waiting on God. But you know what? Sometimes God's waiting on us. Yeah. Waiting on us to trust him. Waiting on us to glorify him. Praise him in the midst of delay. Uh, now, now, there is a danger in not trusting God during his God-sent delays 
And here's the danger. It can open the door for the enemy to tempt you and I to quit, uh, uh, to give up, to be so frustrated that we even give up our walk with God. There's people around America, well-known Christian spokespeople, who'll come right out and said, I don't believe in Christ anymore. I don't believe in God anymore. Well, I'm going to tell you, that didn't happen overnight. No, that did not. Uh, they, they walk away from the faith. And sometimes it was because God did not do what they thought he should when they thought he would. And so they give up on God. But folks, we've got to understand that sometimes divine delay is for our own good. God is delaying things so that when they do finally come, we can handle it. Okay? For instance, let me show you the danger of, of not being able to hang with God during delay. When God delayed giving Abraham and Sarah a child, Sarah gave up her trust in God's promise that the promised child would come through her. She gave up. And she says to Abraham, go have a child with my handmaiden, Hagar. And he married Hagar and had a child because Abraham and Sarah, Sarah in this case, could not handle delay. And we suffer worldwide from that ill-fated decision today. When Moses delayed in coming down from the mountain while receiving the Ten Commandments, the Bible says, quote, Now when the people saw that Moses delayed coming down from the mountain, they ordered Aaron to make the golden calf of idolatry. Look what happened to them because of a delay. And they couldn't hang with God during delay. They couldn't trust God during delay. Exodus 32, 6 tells us what happened next, and it's not good. So they were up early the very next morning and began offering burnt offerings and peace offerings to the calf idol, to a stupid statue. It can't hear, it can't talk, it can't answer prayer, it can't comfort you, it can't do anything. It just stands there. It's a statue. And they began to bow down and worship a statue. They didn't stop there. Afterwards, they sat down to feast and to drink at a wild party, followed by sexual immorality. Look what happened when they couldn't hang with God during delay. The, the people of God threw off all moral restraint due to their inability to handle delay. See, we need to learn to trust God during delay, everybody. Can I have an amen? Sometimes delay reveals what's in your heart and what's not in your heart. In another instance, at the beginning of Saul's reign, you remember this, Israel's army was in an intense battle with the Philistines, and it was getting hot. And Samuel the prophet had told Saul, who was, had been king not long at all, told Saul, I'm going to go, and I'm going to be back in seven days. Don't do anything till I get back in seven days. And when I get back, I'm going to offer a sacrifice to God on your behalf and behalf of the army so that you can win the battle. And he waited seven days, but just barely. See, that seven-day wait time was designed by God to teach Saul patience and dependence upon him. But, but barely, when the, when the sun rose on the seventh day, Saul began to get uptight. His men were saying, 
Where's Samuel? Uh, we're about to lose this battle. The Philistines are on the way. His circumstances grew worse. And unable to handle delay, Saul offered the sacrifice on his own. He had no business doing that. He wasn't a priest. He was offering strange fire. His offering exposed the twin weaknesses of impatience and self-reliance that God was trying to get out of his life. Samuel showed up later on the seventh day and informed Saul, doing what you did, you forfeited the kingdom. You should have been able to handle delay. You should have handled delay. And David had already been chosen, and Saul's replacement was on the way, and you know the rest of the story. We note that Jesus predicted in the days preceding his return, some would depart from him. Look what he says, saying, a servant in the parable, the servant in the parable says, my master is delaying his coming and begin to beat the male and female servants and to eat and drink and be drunk, unable to handle what feels like his delay in returning, some will walk away from Christ, Jesus said, because they're tired of the delay. And I believe that's what's happening in many parts of the world and in America with some of these people saying, well, I just don't believe anymore. Because where's Jesus? He hadn't returned yet. It's been 20 centuries. But a day under the Lord is as a thousand years. And a thousand years is as one day. A thousand years is an eye blink to God. It's a long time to us, but it's nothing to him. And soon and very soon, we're going to see the king. Amen? But in a parable, Jesus predicted that there would be those before his return who would say, my Lord delays his coming. And look what they do. They backslide. They backslide into sin, and and they go into a, a, a life of excess, drinking, getting drunk, Uh, abusing people, and the Lord comes in an hour when they think not. Delay, delay. We need to learn how to hang with God during delay, trust God during delay, walk with God during delay, praise God during delay, and not get uptight when there's delay. Now let's jump back to our text, where Mary and Martha have sent a messenger to tell Jesus that he whom you love is Very, very sick. In other words, Jesus, Lazarus, has a burning fever. He's in a bad way. He may not have even been conscious. And it was rapidly worsening. And so they sent messengers. There was no, you know, phones, no iPhones, no email, no way to get Jesus, no TikTok, TikTok, whatever it is. (laughs) Never been on it. (laughs) Um... And they expected, now watch this, we know this is true because we're this way too. They expected Jesus to get their opinion of the situation and to drop everything and rush to heal him before the sickness took his life. They expected Jesus to drop everything. Come on, Lord, we know you love him, so come on. And the Bible says he intentionally delayed. He intentionally delayed. He stayed where he was for the next two days and made no move to go to them. Verse 6. Now, I want us to look at both sides of the coin here because there's two sides. On Jesus' side, being God, he already knows what's going to happen. 
He's already seen the end purpose and the result of Mary and Martha's trial, and he's already told them what's going to happen. He said, I'm going to read it again, the purpose of his illness. He told the messengers that, that Mary and Martha sent, and he told his, his disciples. He said, the purpose of his illness is not death, but for the glory of God. I, the Son of God, am going to receive glory from this situation. He already told them. He was totally in charge. He's not frantic. He's not rushing to the scene under the pressure of the two sisters' expectations. No. He's not concerned with what bystanders think about his delay. He's always in charge, always in control. You never see Jesus wringing his hands or saying, what are we going to do? Or, oh, no, what now? Never. He's always in charge. He's always walking on top of what troubles you. He walked on top of the waves that were beating against the boat that was troubling the disciples. He was walking on their problem. Yet, yet his delay is impossible for the two sisters to understand. And that's the other side of the coin. They don't get it. They don't understand they see the two messengers coming back alone. Wait a minute. We thought Jesus and the disciples would be with you. What, what's up? What's going on? And they report to the two sisters who are terrified their brother is going to die. They say, he didn't make a move. We left alone. He made no indication he was going to come with us. Hate to come back empty-handed. But he just sat there. He didn't do anything. He just said, this is going to be for the glory of God. And they were thinking, well, that helps me a lot. Because he's not here. Can you understand? Can we step into their mind a minute? This is what they're thinking. I'm, I'm wanting to touch their humanity because they were just human beings like you and me. They believed that Jesus loved Lazarus. They believed it. He had been to their house as an invited guest. He had eaten with them and ministered his word under their roof. You remember the story of Mary and Martha, Mary sitting at his feet listening to the word. Martha clanging around in the kitchen, getting mad at Mary. Jesus intervened. Same household. Lazarus was there. Lazarus, who you love, is sick. Lazarus, who you love, Lord, is sick. So come now. Come quickly. Do what I need you to do now. How many of you ever felt that way? Lord, maybe you don't see what's going on. I need you to move now. Are you with me, everybody? The, the bill's got to be paid now. My kid has gone crazy now. My marriage is in trouble now. I got to get to work now. I don't have the money to fix this old car now. David... In the Psalms said, how long, Lord? How long, Lord? Will you watch the wicked get away with their wickedness? How long, Lord, before you move? It was Mary who had gone to him and poured the costly perfume on his feet that is famous now and wiped his feet with her hair in an incredible, profound act of worship. That's the, that, that's the trio here. Mary, Martha, Lazarus. And, and, and yet, these two messengers come back alone. Their faith in him, I'm telling you, was shaken. Their belief in his love was tested. Now let me ask you a question here. 
Was Jesus being insensitive or uncaring? Or was he acting in a level of love they could not comprehend at the time? My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. Sometimes God's up to things that we can't comprehend because we see everything through a human lens. And and, and yet God sometimes is working behind the scenes to do something way greater than what we're asking him to do. Can I put it another way? Sometimes God's got a better plan than what you're praying for. Sometimes God's got a better plan. Sometimes God is up to something. If you could see it today, it would blow your mind. We know how it all ended. Jesus gets there after he's been dead four days. Uh, Martha informs him she can't roll the stone away because by now he stinketh. Lord, our problem stinketh. This situation has gone on too long. If you'd have been here earlier, but, but you, you weren't. One of them said, if you'd been here yesterday... If you had been here when we needed you to come, we'd be all right, but you're late. The other one said, oh, yeah, I believe you're going to do all kinds of things when you come back in the resurrection. But Jesus looked at them and said, you don't understand. I'm a now God, and I'm going to do something right now in your life now. Now, faith is. I'm going to do something now. Roll away that stone. He was thinking higher than them. His ways were higher than their ways. He was wanting to do something they would never have thought of on their own. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So sometimes he's delaying because he's got something else in the oven you don't know anything about. Oh, yeah. How many of you ever can say, I was believing God for one thing. He didn't do it. And I look back now and thank God he didn't do it. But he had a surprise. He surprised me with something I didn't see coming. And when I look back now, I see he had a better plan, a better way, a better idea. Father knew best. Right? So I want to point out two things about delay when it's God that's doing the delaying. First, when we develop trust during divine delay, we often find that God had a better plan than we had in mind. See, we pray through a glass darkly. We see through a glass darkly. We don't see with the clarity that God does. And Mary and Martha could think of nothing greater than Jesus immediately coming and healing Lazarus and getting him up from the sickbed, and that would have brought great glory to God. But Jesus knew that the superior thing was to let him die and then raise him from the dead. Jesus had a better idea. He knew what they wanted. He got it. I get you. I got it. But I've got a better plan. And so I'm delaying. I'm delaying, and and, and you don't understand the delay, but I want you to trust me during the delay because in this delay, I'm working out a higher plan that's going to bring glory to me to the 10th power beyond what you were praying for. How many of you know this is true? I could go all through the Bible with all kinds of examples of this. God has a better plan. I know exactly what this is like. I, I just believed with all of my heart when I was young in the ministry that I was going to be an evangelist, a traveling evangelist. Billy Graham, part two, here I come. Jesus said. I just knew it. And, and, I, and I sent out uh, my, 
my little resume to, to preachers and pastors all over the United States of America with some, some uh, references from big names. And I didn't get one response. Not one. Not one. Not one response. I said, do those go out? That, you put those in the mail for sure? That's, they went in the mail? Yeah, they went in the mail. No response. I remember one night, because I had to do anything to put food on the table. So during the day, I was selling mace, 100% commission, mace. And at night, I was painting office complexes. And I'm on a ladder, and I've got a, a roller, and I'm painting the ceiling of this office. And the devil hopped on my shoulder. And he said, where's God? You think you're so called? Look at that. You sent out all those resumes. Not one person answered. And look at you. All your friends are in ministry. And look at you. You're sitting here on a ladder painting an office complex in the dead of night to put cream of wheat on the table. Look at you. And at first, I'm entertaining it. I'm thinking, yeah, what's going on with God? I don't understand this delay because I was burning to preach, on fire to preach. I was... I was I I lived to preach. I used to go in the woods and preach to the trees and the squirrels. I really did. I believe there are saved squirrels today. I really did. I I would just go out into the woods and just let the word go because it was burning in my heart like a fire shut up in my bones. And it says, "Well, I don't have any people, so I'll talk to trees." But here's what God was doing. I wasn't called to be a traveling evangelist. I don't even like flying. I was called to be a pastor. And all the while, he was setting up a scenario where I would set foot into my first church birth and my first pastorate. And God made it very clear he'd been working out a better plan. I thought one thing was right, but he knew something else was way more right. And the delay had to do with God setting up the situation for me to step into my first church. So everybody say with me, God has a better plan than what I have in mind. Now here's, not only does he have a better plan that he's working out during the delay, but trusting God during delay builds Jesus in us. I want you to listen to this. Romans 5, 3. How many of you want Jesus built in you? All right? We've already said patience is not a gift that is sown. It's a fruit that is grown. If he doesn't put you and me in situations that require patience, how will we ever develop patience? Watch this. Romans 5, 3, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that they're good for us. They help us learn to be patient. They help us learn to be patient. Learn to be patient. And patience in times of delay develops strength of character in us and helps us trust God more each time we use it. What's the it? Patience in delay. It helps us to learn to trust God more. Blessed is he who does not see yet believes. We use it until finally our hope and faith are strong and steady. You see, when there's a delay and we learn to trust God during the delay and we exercise patience during delay and we don't walk away during delay or get frustrated and quit praying and get out of the word and leave church because there's delay. But if we just trust God and keep on keeping on in Christ with what we do know to do, then our hope and our faith get to the point where they are like rocks. And we grow up. 
That's a great promise. God's going to make you and me like Jesus whether we like it or not. And it's not always going to be fun when you're on the potter's wheel. On the potter's wheel is not always fun. The hands are pressing in, shaping, molding, and, and causing you to go in directions you don't necessarily want to go and that your flesh doesn't like. But God has already said, I'm going to make you into the image of my son even when it hurts. Now, one other bonus to trusting God during times of delay is it silences the devil. When God delays, the devil can be counted on like he did with me on top of that ladder to jump on your shoulder and say, if God loved you, he wouldn't allow this delay in your life. Or God isn't hearing your prayers and so on and so forth. But when we trust in the Lord with all of our heart and don't lean to our own understanding in all of our ways acknowledging him and he is directing our path, when we do that, then that trust silences the devil's voice. Job said, though he slay me, God, capital H, yet will I say it, trust him. Job was able to go through his trial because his trust in God never faltered. Now I want to close giving those of you experiencing a time of delay right now, I want to close giving you a little bit of encouragement. Here's this. When the prophet Daniel was waiting for God to answer his prayer, 21 days, nonstop prayer, fasting, prayer. When is God going to answer me so I can eat? When am I going to have a breakthrough? One week, two weeks, three weeks. And he's just praying nonstop and fasting. Finally, the Ga- Gabriel, the archangel, breaks through. And here's what Gabriel says to him. He says, listen, two times he said this to him. Daniel, you are greatly loved. You are greatly loved by God. You are greatly loved, Daniel. Another version puts it this way. You are very precious to God. Can we hear that during the times of delay? I want all of you that are in a delay to stop and think, yeah, I'm in a delay. I don't know what God's up to fully. I'm, I'm asking him for this and that, but wow, it's just been, I'm in a lag time. I'm in a drag time. I'm in a difficult time. But you need to hear this verse. You're greatly loved. In your waiting, you are greatly loved. In your waiting, you are very precious to God. And the second time he told him this, he said, Fear not. Peace be to you. Be strong. Yes, be strong in your waiting. Because those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. Young men and young women will drop from weariness, but not those of you that wait upon the Lord in times of delay. Can we stand together today? How many of you in a time of delay? Well, that's most of the church. I was going to give an altar call, but it would, I don't know if there's room. But if you're in a really trying time of delay, I want you to come down, would you? Just come down. I want to pray over you. Just make your way down. Come on. If you're in a really trying, difficult time of delay, I want you to come. I want you to come. We're going to pray for you. Thank you, Lord.
Some of you ladies are going, where's that man? I've been praying a long time. Some of you men are going, where's that woman? I've been praying a long time. Well, let me tell you, in your prayers, God's not only preparing them, he's preparing you for them. Right? So even though we can't see everything God is doing, he's answering, he's moving. And we need to trust him in the delay. I want all of you down here to lift your hands to the Lord. And just say, Heavenly Father, all of you out there, if you're in a time of delay, lift your hands to the Lord. And say, Lord, I receive this word. If it's spiritual warfare, help me to do battle and break through. If there's anything in my life I need to repent of, show me and I will so that you can move. But Lord, if you've caused this delay and you're working something out that I can't see or understand or even comprehend, then Lord, help me right now to put my hand in your hand and trust you with all of my heart. And don't lean on what things look like. I acknowledge you, Lord, at this juncture in my life. Direct my path. Direct my path. In the mighty name of Jesus. Now, Lord, I pray for every one of them. Lord, help us to not act hastily like Sarah or not walk away like the wicked servant who lost faith in the return of Christ. Help us, Lord, in the trial of delay to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might and to lean on the promises and trust in the promises And Lord, thank you that as we do, we're going to see what you had in mind. We're going to see breakthrough. We're going to see what you had in mind. Be it sooner, be it later, we will see it. For you can be trusted and your character can be counted on. In the mighty name of the Lamb of God. Amen. Give the Lord a hand of praise. Come on, everybody. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. How many of you needed this today? How many of you needed this today? How many of you have a testimony? You went through a time of delay, and you hung in there with the Lord, and he broke through. How many of you can say he had a better idea? How many of you have looked back at some prayers that you were praying with all of your might, and God just said no? And now you're saying, thank you, God. You knew better than me, right? Yeah. Well, I hope that's an encouraging word to all of you.